Greetings, friends! Welcome back to another spooky episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. The show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. Uh, weird video game magic? You will have to decide later. Uh, before today's stunning episode, a little business, people! It's official, we're on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com, the best way to support the show. The best way to make the show exactly what you want and deserve it to be. Uh, you get a vote every month on our Patreon-exclusive movies. We have a huge library over there of wonderful episodes. You can get a commentary. You can get our new miniseries, Tales from the Grip. A deep dive into every episode of Tales from the Crypt starting next month. And if you like us enough and you support, you can even get a double feature that you yourself program and we will record those episodes for you. So we're working really hard to make that worth your time and support. So if you would be so kind, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Thank you in advance and a million thank yous to those of you who already support us. You can go to the YouTube. Uh, our channel is Film Alchemist. You can email the pod, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. We can find, you can find us over there. Share the hell out of all of our episodes. Make sure you leave five-star rating and reviews wherever you find the pod and everywhere you find the pod. Blanket them. Put them out everywhere. But you're not here for that. We've done enough business this month. We're here for tricks or treats. You'll have to decide. In today's uh, interesting movie, Satan's Little Helper with our friend and returning guest, Adrian Clark. Adrian is always such a, a fascinating and fun conversation. <laughs> uh, we have a blast every time we get to talk to Adrian. She always picks really good movies, too. Today's movie, Satan's Little Helper, I think on the on a surface level, right? People might dismiss this movie. It's kind of hard to find now, actually. Uh, and think that this movie, you know, beneath them. I got to say, I thought this movie was so much more entertaining than I was expecting. It soared above my expectations. It is a bundle of weird and interesting choices, and there's no better person to talk about a movie like that with than uh, Adrian. I was so glad that she made the time to talk to us. Um, just had me laughing, had me thinking. It was a real uh, mixed bag of emotions. Um, but more than anything, I'm just... It's really a delight that she comes back uh, every year and talks to us about movies. It means the world to us. So thank you, Adrian. You know we love you. Um, so make sure you go find Adrian online. Support Adrian uh, like we support all our friends here. More than anything, guys, enjoy our discussion on Satan's Little Helper with our friend Adrian Clark. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Our returning friend, Adrian Clark. Thank you so much for making the time. Would you be so kind to introduce yourself and the movie you chose tonight for the audience? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back. This is my, my annual Halloween treat. Um, <laughs> I'm Adrian. I'm a writer and editor up in the dreary Pacific Northwest. It is not so dreary right now, actually. It's just covered in wildfire smoke. Um, so if I find the guy that started that fire, I'm going to chase him with a brick. Um, and the movie I, him, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and spoiler alert, the movie we are going to be talking about today is Satan's Little Helper from night 2000 something. Oh, you pulled the Blu-ray. That's cred. <laughs> Pulling the Blu-ray. Oh, it's not a Blu-ray. It's a DVD. That's um, even better. The, the amount of work I had to put in to track this movie down. I was really committed. I'm sorry. This movie does not exist <laughs> online unless you're really willing to go mm -hmm. there. So that's how I, I was introduced. Yeah. So why 
when when we reached out to you, you are our uh, <laughs> expert scarecrow correspondent. Correct. Right? Correct. Why Satan's little helper for you? Well, it'd been a little bit since I'd seen it. So I have some new opinions <laughs> about it as well. But I fell in love with it. I fell in love with this movie when I saw it. I don't know if my friend had it on VHS many years ago, or maybe he had a DVD as well. Um, and I just thought, it, like, we'll talk about it a lot, but it's very uniquely structured for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is has some baffling performances and choices. <laughs> uh, it has some disturbing props. Yes. Um, and, and disturbing for reasons that are different than you may think. And, and just all in all has a real student film vibe um, for no reason. Like there's, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. It's very strange. And I love the mask and, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so many years ago, I realized that um, <laughs> eventually we, none of us would own any movies we liked, and we'd be no. at the complete whim of like the four men who own the world, That's um, right. and that seemed like bullshit. So I bought it on DVD. <laughs> this was your fight the system moment. <laughs> this is me raging against the machine, and so I mean I've done this more now. I don't want to have tons of stuff in my house, but I already do. So whatever. But uh, so, you know, it's like I did the same thing with Malignant when HBO started ganking shit. Um, I mean, they weren't really ganking shit, but, you know, the Internet hype machine made it seem like HBO was taking all this content off. And I was like, don't touch Malignant. So I, you know, it's just it's just an example. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) yeah. long story short, that is how I got to this movie. That's awesome. So I was telling you, this was one of the. the couple handful of movies I had never seen before that someone brought this month. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I was worried, right? Because the movie starts and I was like, oh boy. Um, this has a a late night Cinemax vibe, right? Right off oh, yeah. the bat. And I was like, right on. I have to say, I thought this movie was a fucking blast. Like, honestly, (laughs) it's such it's so successful in the very basics of what this genre is. And Mm -hmm. it it just reminded me so much of Halloween. Right. It's this trick or treat. Right. It's it's so simple in its story, but surprisingly gets a lot of run, even as goofy as it gets at times. Like you said, the mask, Satan himself is wonderful. Right. Yeah. The performance is wonderful. And there are some seriously disgusting and disturbing moments in this movie that are kind of slathered over by, like you said, the unusual performance choices. Mm -hmm. But at its core, this movie's a really kind of nasty film, right? But still very fun. I I thought it was a blast. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, it it is mean-spirited. And I like Really (laughs) mean-spirited. Yeah. But I and you can't really even tell if it's intentional or if it's just like lack of maybe experience. Some somebody in there, whether it's the writing or the it might have accidentally been mean spirited, but um, maybe not. It feels pretty specifically mean spirited. Yeah. Yeah. And just there aren't a lot of movies that take place on Halloween, even though there should be. Right. Um, So this this is a good one. Yeah. and, And this is the thing. It's it's a slasher by kind of obvious decision, right? Mm-hmm. But it works on this other level that I that I thought was really fun, right? There's this very strange device in the movie that Satan's little helper is this 
unusually designed video game, right? right? Where you are this little kid in God City helping Satan maim whoever, right? Right. When that was the first scene in the movie, I thought I was watching a mislabeled movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was of like, course. What the fuck is this? Like someone's having at me, right? I looked for Satan's little helper and they're playing a joke on me. Right. And then you're like, that's a Game Gear game. What is happening? Well, that makes me sound really old. Whatever the fuck kids play now, Switch, whatever. Right. Game no, Gear is an old you. thing. You can Google it. But I was just like, what the fuck is happening? And there is this, <laughs> this, it took me back to being younger, right? When our parents got really scared that the stuff we listened to and played was going to make us evil. Right. I think it's very strange that this movie specifically lands on video games can make you a murderer. <laughs> yes. And almost like just phone games which you know it has it looks a phone much game more vibe. now like a phone game that's a good point it was ahead mm -hmm. of its time it predicted yeah. where we are <laughs> yeah exactly uh well we would get to what the phone slash game system actually is right. in a moment i'm sure but that's <laughs> that was the true horror of the movie but i'm glad i'm glad that it it's it is it has a really cold open and that i think is great on rewatch um but yeah it was like is the movie starting? Like, what's happening? Where's that <laughs> voice coming from? You know? Right. I have to ask. Yes. Did you hate the kid in this movie as much as I did? Not yes. even by performance. This kid was obviously not raised properly. Um, uh, he the is the actor thing that or the keeps... character? Maybe both. I don't know why he made these choices. Um, as I'm actively watching this movie... Had I had things in my vicinity to throw at him when he was on screen, I might have. Like, as bad as a Willy Wonka factory kid, this kid. Yes, yes. I guess my question, uh, what was his name, George? You kept saying his full name. Like, I'm George P. Worrell, whatever. He's not Ernest's nephew. <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. I'm going to have to look that up. Let's see. Maybe it's on the Douglas. Douglas, Douglas Woolley. that's right. Because he has his old-ass name. Um, mm hmm I'm going to ask you this question and let you run. Why is Douglas? Why is Douglas? <laughs> Why Douglas, is Douglas? Douglas is a combination of things. I, and I don't want to shit on the actor because, you know, that kid was just doing the best. He he's could. a kid actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not He's not particularly strong. Um, and I don't think he had maybe the strongest direction. It's not Steven Spielberg, <laughs> you know, he, like talking to Drew Barrymore at the end of it. Exactly easy. right. He was a kid on his own and he did fine. Right. But I'm Douglas, talking more about his fucking character. Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> I think, okay. I hate, I hate answering your questions in larger philosophical ways, but I'm going to do Go. it again. That's why, why we call Douglas, you back. <laughs> why is Douglas is everyone in this movie has a head injury. That is my theory. Yeah. Everyone is acting. <laughs> everyone is acting like they have a head injury. And this is not. So I'm applying that concept to this movie because it works, but I have to give credit where it's due. My husband actually said that first when we were attempting to watch Ted Lasso. He turned to me and he was like, This show is like everyone in it has a head injury. Your husband he... equates head trauma with being kind. <laughs> yeah, no, like kind to a degree, kind to a degree where it's it's relentless in okay. a way. It kind of. I it specifically kind of agree with that because my wife is one of those like so nice it almost affects my diabeticness. Where I'm like, <laughs> sometimes you just have to tell people to fuck off, right? And she just sure. won't. 
So I also don't trust him. I'm kind of with your husband on this. Yeah, I'm yeah, you get them. it. Yeah, you get it. And I mean, Ted Lasso is beloved, so you know. I've never seen cool. it, so I'm just going to assume he's he's a head trauma patient. I'm just <laughs> going to assume as soon as I start. But this movie is a different kind of head injury. Um, but the, the, if you watch rewatch the movie, thinking that like suddenly it all makes sense. So why is Douglas is dropped on the head? Maybe. Um, that's the only explanation. <laughs> and so this has probably been so boring for people who are listening. So let me explain what I mean by explaining. I a bet little they're bit of fucking the riveted. They probably are. They're Douglas, squeezing their steering wheels so tight. Already knowing <laughs> they're going to have to come to my house to watch this movie because it's the only place. Because it literally doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been scorched from the earth. But uh, for people listening, why is Douglas is Douglas is a 10 year old boy. Maybe. Okay, so I have a seven, almost eight-year-old. Douglas is at least 10 to 12 years old. Yeah, see, I Minimum. don't know nothing about kids. It's hard um, until you have kids to place them properly. Yeah, because he's, like, small, but he's obviously, you know, older here. Before like, I had kids, the there were, like, you know. little kids and then kids that tried to have sex and vandalize things. Those were, like, yeah, the yeah, two yeah, kids yeah. to me. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so maybe he's even 12, like, pre-growth spurt because he's still pretty short. Um, so Douglas is this, you know, preteen who is obsessed with this game called Satan's Little Helper, which he plays on a Palm Pilot. Um, it is an is actual Palm Pilot. Was? Oh yes. my God. <laughs> Didn't and even it is that up. not supposed to be. It is very important that you understand that <laughs> they, that is what they had. And I can back that up. We're going to get back to why is Douglas. But I can back that up that it it was not intended to be a game on a Palm Pilot is because in the very first scene, Douglas is sitting in the, his mom's car playing Satan's Little Helper, the game on the Palm Pilot. And his mom, played by Amanda Plummer, is talking on the phone wearing a computer headset complete with mic mm -hmm. as if that is some sort of, I don't know, Bluetooth or, you know, phone headset. <laughs> that never existed and certainly didn't exist in 2004 <laughs> or 2003. So, like, uh, that's just yes. what they had. Yeah. That's it's kind of charming had. back when we, like, wouldn't watch the movie and kill them for that. Yeah. It's like, oh, that must be a rich person thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we had exactly. no fucking idea. Yeah. I was in college. I, I got my first flip phone when I was a junior in college. Yeah. And I those fucking things didn't do anything. I would just leave it at home all the time. So I'm like, why is this thing making sounds? I don't want my mom to call me in the middle of the day. Now it's like we're exactly. glued to them. But that's how it was. Yep. That's how it was. I, yeah. I got mine as a, a sophomore in college. I yep. did not have a laptop until I graduated college. I went to the computer oh, no. lab. I didn't have that until I got my first writing job in Los Angeles. I went out and bought a laptop because I knew I needed one. There you go. But I was like late 20s before i had a laptop yeah yeah easy. So i was like i already got this fucking like phone thing what the fuck is it no <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and i don't want to yeah. use that anyway um I understand. why is douglas why is douglas okay, we're this back will be our it. running theme every time we talk every couple yeah. minutes we'll come back to why is we'll douglas. come back to it so why is douglas <laughs> is this is a child who uh is obsessed with a video game a no. handheld video game of some sort on some device uh, where, as you already said, you help Satan kill people, um, mm. which feels very South Park. Like, it, I get it. You know, like That's kind of anti-establishment, yeah. you mm. know, um, that kind of thing. But nobody's concerned with him liking his video game. This is a progressive family. They don't really care. Um, and so 
it, there is no indication in the film that his family neglects him. They seem like they love him. His, his dad seems to be gone a lot. That's about it. Sure. But mom seems attentive. Sister is mm-hmm. away for, at college, but she comes back regularly. So there's no sort of sinister evil to Dennis. And he has not played sinister or evil at all either. Okay. You disagree. On a small amount, and I will submit maybe like two or three pieces of evidence. Let's do it. One, when the sister is so happy to be the erotic peasant for Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I can see your boonies. Instead of boobies, I was like, that's not normal. That's that's unacceptable behavior, whatever that was. Um, right. He then True. watches Satan grab his sister's boonies. Yes. Doesn't really interject or buy in. I think there's a <laughs> my other thing True. is how absolutely willing he is because he wants to marry his sister. Right. The moment she brings home a guy before he even talks to him. Sees this sinister figure and says, hey, can you come to my house and murder my soon to be brother in law? I don't know. Um, yeah. I played a lot of ultraviolent video games, right? There's a lot of ultraviolence in my life when I was a young man. This is mm-hmm. such a fucking chasm that he leaps That's so true. fast, right? And we get the hint right. that he's bullied a lot. Yeah. Um. Do you yeah. feel like this was going to go down this way anyways, that if Satan had not invaded this night, Dennis just would have been Satan in like 10 years? Oh, interesting. See, I think you're opening my eyes to a world of possibility is that like, <laughs> I think it is important. You're right. To truly engage with the material, the material right. <laughs> being this, this cheap $1 DVD. And so when I watch this is I, I'm being, I'm being vulnerable here. When I watch oh. movies like this, I I dismiss a lot because I'm like, well, it's just not very well done. Right. But if you let that go and you really look at what is there, you know, maybe, you know, Dawn had a of your own, it becomes <laughs> interesting because it's like, I think that the, I believe mm-hmm. that it was just not that well thought out. And that mm-hmm. the idea is he's so innocent. He doesn't know what's really happening. Um, there is but, a part of that. But I think your interpretation is more interesting where maybe he just the line between reality and or like he just doesn't comprehend death as permanent uh, or, or or consequential. And so just. Yeah. Get rid of them. Or maybe he's been made to be so afraid mm-hmm. that he this is kind of a wish fulfillment. The scene that just fucking drives us home. Right. Let's say you assume everything else is. A decoration, right? Whatever. Sure. The scene that is fucking gut wrenching is when Dennis is playing the game with his dad who just got home. Right? The other, the movie does this like who done it thing. Yeah. We think it's his dad. We think it's Alex's dad. We think it's the mayor's son. Whatever. And we're like, I guess it's not his dad. And he goes, Satan, get in here quick and rip my dad's guts out. As he yep. does it, the camera cuts and he's still kind of cheering. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he's shown hugging his mom and sister, like, oh, no. It's like, (laughs) motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Right? Like, I can forgive him this much. He Mm -hmm. also willingly put the old lady's pills in the ninja kid's candy. That's true. Even if not knowing he was an accomplice to murder, which he specifically asks for. 
Right. Even if he thinks it's a game, he's hoping for the real life extermination of his his sister's boyfriend. Right. When you give those fucking drugs out to those kids, that is an intentional I am sending harm out into the world. That's true. I think Dennis has some underlying issues that made him maybe Satan saw an apt pupil in Dennis, perhaps. Excellent <laughs> reference. No, it's Douglas. Don't forget. Maybe Douglas. that's why he was giving it. It's Douglas. I call, see, I can't even respect him and give him the right name. No wonder he's so mad. I mean, Douglas. I mean, I get it. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> well, let, well, as we examine, as we move forward, we'll have to like play those two sides. Like, is he just a fool or is he? I think sinister? the last third of the movie, he is played as a naive simpleton. Mm -hmm. The first half, I think he is. It's a be careful what you wish for. I think he mm -hmm. wants someone to go around and fuck shit up and be like, recognize that I'm here. Yeah. And just doesn't understand the stakes per se. Yeah. But he wants harms. You still know that when a shopping cart slams into a pregnant lady, that's not good. When you see right. a shopping cart okay, bulldoze a, a blind man, you still know that's not good. Right. Even if you don't or think you it's like as serious as it should. You, you know. You right. know, Dick. You know, fucking Donald or whatever his name is. Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. I will remember it by the end of the show. I promise. Dennis is good too, though. Yeah. Okay. So why is Dennis? Dennis is because. Uh, why is Douglas? Society. <laughs> See, I've infected Dennis you is now. Because, Dennis is because we live in a society. <laughs> You're fucking out philosophizing me. I can't <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't know. I thought this kid played so creepy. And yeah. then you pair him with Satan. Satan's entrance in this movie. Honestly, this movie is nigh unwatchable. <laughs> if not for this awesome monster they put at the core of this movie. Mm -hmm. And again, what I love, it's not some big budget Pennywise or whatever. We're like, that's obviously fucking made to be scary. Right. I could go out tomorrow and for a hundred bucks, I could dress exactly like that and do whatever. Yeah. That opening scene where he's dragging the dead body out and posing it. Mm -hmm. Then the next house, he's dragging a body with a knife in the heart. And then he puts a little dirt on so he can. So he's like an artistic murderer. Right. Yeah. He's an and artistic serial killer. Yeah. And it's fucking horrifying. And then when he sees Douglas, right? We're like, is this mm -hmm. the kind of movie that's going to kill Douglas? Because it feels exactly like that kind of movie. Right. Yeah. But Douglas just does this, hey, can I be your your helper? Right? I'll be an excellent helper. I'm trained for this. And Satan starts doing this nod. Mm -hmm. And then we're doing this sloth and chunk Goonies adventure, but through brutal murders. Right. And there is something so wonderful about the way a child sees Halloween and then watching someone use Halloween to brutally injure others. It's a right. really good juxtaposition at the heart of this movie. Yeah. It just works for me. Totally. And you're right. It would Without that, it just would not work. And that performance is excellent. He's really good. Whoever plays Satan is wonderful. Yeah. You never see him. He doesn't ever speak. It's all just... And I mean, the mask is cool as hell, but it's not like awesome articulated. Mask. It's just it's a rubber Halloween mask. Mm -hmm. um, so all you get is like leans forward, leans back, nods, head shakes and hand gestures and he's very scary yeah. we get two really scary moments one where he breaks the wine open and tries to chug the rind through his fake uh enormous smile 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Followed by if you leave Satan alone in the basement, he's a panty sniffer. <laughs> yes. Through the mask, I was like, oh, like they're telling you a lot about this motherfucker that serial killing alone wasn't even enough. Because <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, hey, I got to go to the costume store. And he's like, with his gestures, like, cool, go. I'll hold the fort down. And you're just like, no. <laughs> I don't know why that was so extra gross to me compared to the rest of the things he did. <laughs> exactly. And this is why, again, I feel like this movie is like an exercise in just uh, acceptance. Because you know it's duality. You know two things can be true at once. I would bet sizable amount of money that they just <laughs> did the panty sniffing thing because they had the props and they thought it would be funny because that concept is funny when you're standing around and there are 15 mm-hmm. people moving lights. Yeah. It's deeply disturbing when you put it in, when you okay. cut it into a movie and I, when, I'm not yes. convinced they totally knew what they were, not that they didn't know what they were doing, but they did. I'm not convinced they knew the impact of all these little choices. Is that not extra scary though? Yes. It it, is. This, giant grown adult man childish sense of humor is so Mm -hmm. fucking gross to watch Mm -hmm. on camera yeah so whether they meant to or not right right movies are a a series of choices made by a lot of people right a couple people made that choice it adds a very extra nefarious nature to this guy i don't know why the first three murders should have been enough Mm -hmm. that's really gross he even fucking kills a cat. He yeah. doesn't save the cat. He literally fucking murders it and mm-hmm. uses it for wall art. That scene right there, I was like, this is where I felt I knew I was watching a movie I was going to really like. Because mm-hmm. he lays this guy down that we think might be dead, maybe not, whatever, right? The boyfriend dressed as his father, not living up to the Satan costume he had promised. Right. Thus making him an unworthy boyfriend, I suppose. But Satan fucking lays him there. He grabs his cat brutally squishes it on the wall writes boo with its corpse and then this mom and her two fucking blonde little kids she's Mm -hmm. like can you take a picture and he's (laughs) he's fucking striking a pose and like doing a whole charlie chaplin routine yeah and they're like thanks you made our day i don't know why but i thought that scene was so well crafted Mm -hmm. there's something about a total fucking monster among us we watch them do a monstrous thing or watch the repercussions of their monstrous choices and we just yeah. smile and laugh. And that's the essence of Halloween. Yeah. This thin line between our darkest natures, right? Totally. I, I don't know whether intended or not, that fucking scene worked for me and a lot of these other scenes did too. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other part of that too is like how much we miss when we mm-hmm. decide how we see a situation this is halloween that's fake mm-hmm. nobody's examining closer and that's what he's banking on satan is that nobody's yeah. looking that close he can get away with a lot in this one night um which is really disturbing but yeah i mean going back to the you know the, the wine chugging and the panty sniffing and all of this <laughs> i just wanted to point to i think it's really great you brought that up because A lot of times when I talk about this movie, I talk about what's so interesting is a large section of the movie for all the kills that there are, there isn't actually much escalation, right? It's like a hangout movie yeah, between these people. And then whenever they come in across someone, they just, they kill them or, oh, I got to go to the store, you know, this kind of stuff. 
But now that you brought that up, the escalation is in what you learn about this killer. Is that yeah. you, you learn more, more and more how disturbing he is, you know? And yeah. so that gives it the forward momentum. Necessary. Or just even moments where he comes in and just starts feeling up Douglas's sister. Right. While Douglas seemingly is into it. Yeah. But also kind of like, hey, mine, like. Very right. weird reaction there from Douglas. That's where you right. need a grown up to director to be like, let's focus that reaction. Right. You know what I mean? But Douglas right. is weirdly complicit in his sister yeah. getting felt up. And then we go upstairs, and this guy is going downtown. Yeah, maybe. But with a rubber mask on. Right. So, like, I don't know what he's doing, but she seems to really like it. And there is a. a yeah revulsion mm -hmm. of us knowing that that's not alex right and that her being into it is maybe fueling this killer in his sick fucking game right so there are all these small moments right even watching him just hanging out in the room mm -hmm. getting this kind of secondhand language with douglas while they play video games Right. He's fucking bizarre. This guy's killed multiple people, but he still has time to sit and just hang out with a 12-year-old and play video games. Right. That's telling us a lot. Right. And again, intended or not, that is the kind of beauty of filmmaking, right? Is all of these fucking elements come in mm -hmm. and audiences will absorb them differently. To me, I felt very uneasy for most of this movie. Yeah. And this is a clear lesson. For those of you listening right now, Halloween is in a couple days. Anyone who comes in your house has to take their fucking mask off Yeah. for a second. You don't have to ruin the whole vibe of Halloween, but for one second and anytime they leave the room and come back, make them do it again. It is the yes. one hard and fast rule of this movie. It's <laughs> especially if they grab your tits, especially that's like where you're like, draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Or if they like get on their Halloween costume and everyone's like great Halloween costume. And then they refuse to take it off for an entire rest of the day, which is exactly yeah. what happens here. Like that's where the head injury thing comes back in because <laughs> I mean, the sister's a little bit like, why are you still wearing that? But like, if somebody like, if one of my dearest friends who comes over all the time refused to take off a mask for mm -hmm. hours and hours and was acting weird, mm -hmm. I think at a certain point we'd have a, like, you need to like take that off and let me know what's going on or you need to leave boundary yeah. conversation. You'd gather, you'd gather your factions and handle that. Yeah. It is kind of the funniest thing is that they so quickly accept that this guy would behave this way. Yeah. Which I don't know what that says about Al. Cause I was like, I also used to be an actor in college and I dabbled in acting. I've known a right. lot of actors. Right. That's not yeah. how it goes. That's no. not natural, right? So I was like, no. is this a movie that thinks its audience naturally thinks all actors and weird or hates them? Uh, but they so quickly accept that Alex would absolutely be this fucking disgustingly creepy and not answer any right. of their questions. <laughs> and that's like, that goes into, now I'm going to ask you a question. I'm also pulling nice. up, I wrote some notes because I, I did have some thoughts. I like that you did it on paper. We all do it on our iPhones, which pulls I, from the movie experience. I usually, I'm almost entirely paperless, but yeah, when I'm watching a movie for like this kind of yeah. thing, I try to make. I want to help up. the cause, but there is something about writing things on paper. Yeah. It is such I, a, a beautiful ritual. I agree. And I was not calling you out. I was appreciating. No, no. 
I, no, I, I appreciate back. And my handwriting is so bad now because I never oh, do it. Too. And it's like, oh, my I still, goodness. every time I free write, it's in cursive still. But I think I've forgotten, nice. like, what four cursive letters are. So I just mm-hmm. kind of squiggle them in. I'm like, my what kids will never be able to read this. It's, it's no. lost. So that mask, does it does it give Satan to you or just demon? Because I don't see, I don't see like, yes, that is Satan. It's not like right. classic Satan. No, what not not even close, honestly. Even if you went with the more biblical, he's the farthest from God, so he's kind of a frozen entity. Still mm-hmm. not, right? I liked what the mom said at the start, right? When he's like, so is Satan real? And she's like, you know, there mm-hmm. is an evil amongst all of us. There's bad things that happen, but he's not a guy running around with horns and tails. And then her son literally sees the guy with horns and goes, that's him. I'm going to do whatever the fuck he says. (laughs) So, yeah, it's yes. I don't because what one of the things I loved in this movie is when he abandons Mm. his Satan visage uh, for the Jesus outfit. Loved it. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. That's another scene where I was going to throw things at Douglas. When he's like, I'll go into the door for another masked guy who's Jesus. And it's like, fucking Douglas, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the costume because I, I think the most important are my friend who is a director, right? Josh Lobo. Mm-hmm. He was talking to us about this on Fear Street, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know how hard it is in this era to make a killer with a simple and effective iconography? Right. Right. Because we've seen so fucking much. Right. All the jobs and mask and whatever. Right. What this movie did was just a guy who has a really creepy costume on yeah, and uses it very well in this pantomime effect. So whether he's Satan or even when he becomes Jesus. Right. The affectation still carry through. I still see the costume. Right. I thought that was really impressive, honestly. Totally. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But I will say I wrote down somewhere in these notes like this. It doesn't it's not. It's the reason I ask is because he shows up, everybody uh-huh. goes, Oh, it's Alex dressed as Satan. And it's like, maybe you'd make that connection, but I'd be like, Is is that your Satan? Yeah. Like, is that, is I didn't you know make? if this was that, because I thought this was like a Pacific Northwest kind of town. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that's just you guys. Because when, <laughs> when he said, I'm going to be Satan for the kid's costume, he gets a giant white guy mask with a toupee and he's like, This is Satan to me. And I was like, that's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. That's pretty is. weird. Then that's not going to appease the kid. You know, it's not. So I almost felt happy when Satan kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, totally. I was you like, know, that's I, a really douchey decision. It, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. It's a big eye roll. Yeah. Like we get it. Buddy. And the 10 year old's like, tell me more about your father crisis. It's like, no, <laughs> he's a kid. He wants Satan, real Satan. Right. Not what you think Satan is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think exactly. there's a real crisis of, satanic identity throughout the movie <laughs> absolutely and i'm glad you you alluded to the jesus the jesus costume as well like those two costumes should be yes. everywhere you it's know what's such funny a, such a tragedy i as soon as i saw that i did want to buy the satan's little helper mask as soon as you just said that i did wonder what does this movie look like had they just done the jesus costume the whole movie that's cool. I was kind of turned on by that idea as I thought more about it at the very uh-huh. end of the movie. Uh-huh. I was like, there's something about that that is kind of more 
sacrilegious that I think adds an extra level to this movie. Yeah, I like that. What would you retitle it? This little light of mine, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Whatever those fucking Bible school songs were. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Yeah, I'll have to think think back to my days of church going. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's, yeah, that's cool too. Um, Man, that would have been great. Yeah. Just blowing people away, smashing cats. Dude, he fucks people up. Like, he is an aggressive killer. Yeah. Because it goes from really funny to brutal immediately, right? Like, when he smashes Mm -hmm. the girl who's having sex with the old man, right, in the shower, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just, like, matter-of-factly bashes her brains into the wall. But then the dad takes a second to, like, throw him out the window, which is funny. Yeah. And then the old lady where he kicks the fucking door into the lady with the walker, and then when she's hanging on the gutter. Yeah. I was like, that's really fucking scary shit while all these kids are watching. Yeah. Um, I think that is the thing I, I was surprised the most about is how effective the scares in this movie maintain. Mm-hmm. Even as it's pretty funny, right? Like, it is yeah. funny when Satan has the mom duct tape up, driving and, like, tapping his hands to music in the SUV. Right. That is a funny image. What he's driving away from is the fact that he ripped dad's guts out and tied him to the chairs. Right. So it, it right. walks this line really beautifully, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just, it's that, it's that, regardless of how they got there, that kind of hodgepodge mm-hmm. that happens in indie movies. That it's like, yeah, it's a good special sauce of insanity. And you're not right. sure. You're like, I don't know if this person is well that made this movie, which is exactly what you want in horror movies. It almost never happens, right? Like Toby yeah. Hooper accomplished that, a very different kind of movie. But this this has that, too, where you're like, I don't know. Like, does this guy think these things are funny? Yeah. Does he think Would the serious? guy who made this movie spike your punch with Drano? Maybe. Right. Probably Maybe. not. But, like, you know, yeah. Probably I don't know that, not. But, but I might not invite him over. Right. You know what I mean? He might be like a meet me in public place where I see someone make my beverages. <laughs> I like yeah, your movie. Totally. but I, Totally. I and. But see, that scene is even funny, too. So at the end at the castle, right, Mm -hmm. all of her fucking friends see her saran wrapped and duct taped over her mouth and nose. Right. And refuse to acknowledge her Mm -hmm. because it's Halloween. And watching her go through and people taking pictures again, he cops a feel on this other devil lady Mm -hmm. and just walks her through. He bashes her face into a banister she yeah. falls down and everyone laughs as he picks her back up. He drags her around that whole fucking crowded dance floor and no one acknowledges what is right. clearly in front of them. And I actually, again, <laughs> intentional or not, that's a really wonderful kind of visual metaphor for what Halloween is to some people. Right. Absolutely. Right? We don't yeah. fucking know, right? Any party we go to, where there's a hundred people, someone could just show up and be like, I'm here to fucking ax murder people. We don't know who the Mm -hmm. fuck they are. There's no inner uh, face reactions where we can read their eyes and be like, that person's off. Mm -hmm. It's just this absolute trust as we're trying to get a little looser, right? Right. A little more sexual, a little more deviant. Right. And inviting these fucking things into our house. I actually thought that worked really well. I thought that was cool. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I've always loved a haunted house because I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not going hopping around and screaming usually with like 15 year olds coming after me, but 
You don't know those people. You don't Who fucking works know. in a haunted house? Why yeah. are they there? I, I actually worked in haunted houses when I was a teen. Did you really? Those are, yeah, those are real <laughs> chainsaws. They just don't have chains on them. Wouldn't take much to put a chain One back on. One guy. You know what I mean? Like That's what I mean. They're rubber knives from Spirit Halloween. One guy's like, fuck that. Yeah. That's all it yeah. takes. You're not defending yourself. You're not thinking this is real. But that's the fun and of Halloween to... is we are inviting the dark and the evil and the undead exactly into our lives for a bit of fun, right? We want to go buy them as decorations and cartoons and candy. Right. And what if something real was like, I also came. That's right. Fuck- that sounds a little gross in the context of this movie. There's a lot of that. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm also you know here to be reckoned with. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and I mean, it's I think it's almost darker and scarier now that we live in a world where like serial killers are by and large a thing of the past because of surveillance. Are they? Are uh, they? They aren't entirely, no. Or but do they not- just only get like two dudes and then they get caught? I, th- I, if you want my honest opinion, I think I that do. most of them are spree killers now. They gun yeah. 50 people down. Because you know you don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. And, but that kind of goes in with why this idea is even scarier now is like, so scary. That fits right in with the haunted house killer, the, the Halloween party killer is you can't, you won't be able to get away with that for long if you start stabbing people in the haunted house yeah. you work at. You've got maybe 15 minutes, but in that 15 minutes. Yeah. You, but you, you can do a lot. What of if you switch mask and go to the parking lot, and then you switch mask and end up at mm-hmm. the fucking gas station? That's the thing mm-hmm. in this movie. I thought it was such a ballsy choice, yeah, to never show who it was because they kept giving us these obvious hints of who it was supposed to be. I think it's right. brilliant that at the end it could just be anyone, yeah, right? Like every year we have a huge Halloween party, right? Yeah, we get we all dress up, we do games and prizes, we get ripped love it if someone's just like hey i brought my friend you've never met right and they're dressed as barney the dinosaur mm-hmm. and i turn around and next thing you know an axe is in my face i'm like it was barney the dinosaur how would i gonna fucking guess that right and they just murder 20 people in my garage that's fun i mean i right. i think that is one because i'm obsessed with horror movies and halloween i love these dark images this idea of within all of us Same. right there is a precipice and who knows what it takes for us to go over it. But once we do, mm-hmm. once someone's outside of the social social safety barriers, right? it's amazing how much carnage they can create because the mm-hmm. rest of us so desperately want to believe that society will hold. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. And this movie's a, like at the end, he's walking through the street as there's just rioters now because he fucking bagged and burned the police. Right. Um, and that guy drops that very early 2000s kind of like inappropriate line, mm-hmm. but just like fist bump Satan and they yep. go their merry ways. This guy is part of the gang for this one night. Right. Um, and they're just looting and vandalizing. Right. But that's the line. Right. What happens when those guys go one step further? And what mm-hmm. if five people did that or 100? And so I don't know, inadvertently yeah. or not. This movie tapped into a lot of my fears. Um, yeah. It's fucking creepy. It is it really is. creepy. Because I never wear Halloween masks because I don't like that. Like, yeah. I have like an eye thing. I don't like any. I'm a little claustrophobic too. Yeah. But a lot of people do. Yeah. You don't fucking know. <laughs> and I think we kind of bank on that because I think most people don't like 
rubber mask, condensation, mm. hot, head sweaty for long as an adult. I don't think most people do. And so I think the most of us just are like, assume that everybody else is that way too. So another reason why you wouldn't be like, hey man, take your mask off at my Halloween party yeah. because you just kind of, you would assume they're going to take it off. They're going to do it at some point. Soon because they're that's just- That's what I mean taking, though. Yeah. We send our kids out on Halloween to go trick or treating. When I was a kid, it was the best night of the year. You would Same. run around, you'd get in some mischief. You might smash a pumpkin or two. You're trying to get stuff. You're trying to scare the shit out of your friends so you can laugh at them on the bus, whatever. Like, we'd have this night of right. fun and anarchy. Right. What if one house we rang the doorbell of, mm-hmm. some guy's just like, I've had enough of kids. Right. And that's, as a parent and as a kid, you you don't want to be afraid of these things. But Halloween is one of those things that's constantly reminding you of the horror right. roots of all of this fucking shit, right? Like my wife mm-hmm. as a joke wants to put out tarot cards and you know, oh, we'll have a yes. dead body, you know, fucking charcuterie board and shit. And I'm like, that's all fun. But when you step back, you're like, mm, that's also kind of fucked up, <laughs> right? Like what if some yeah, guy is just like absolutely. everything clicks that night and they're ready to go. And we see this all yeah. the fucking time now, sadly. Not even on Halloween, right? Yeah. People just fucking snap all the time. Um, right. And it's weird when you take our kind of where the wild things are howling at the moon night. And you're like, what if someone else is just more real than yours? I don't know. I thought that was fucked up. Right. What did you make yeah. of? I I wanted to ask you specifically about when uh-huh. Corey confronts Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan takes the gun easily. Right. Shoots himself in the hand and walks <laughs> off. What were you thinking when that moment went down? I still don't know what to make of it because like right. from a writing perspective, it's very clear. It's like, we want to set up this thing so that later it can be found or not found. You know, it becomes a, a, a motif to allow mm-hmm. the audience to know who's being bamboozled and where the real killer is. Right. Um, so that's very clever. I don't know. It's the, it's unhinged. Right. Because if Corey sure. shoots him, you're mm-hmm. like, that's the motif that you're talking about, right? Right. We we have created this piece of evidence we can track, right? Like they keep trading back and forth. They know each other's shoes and shit like that. Right. When Satan takes the gun and shoots himself and then turns his back on Corey so he could potentially shoot him. Right. After he fucking gaslighted him into thinking he was his father. Right. That's a pretty depraved moment. Yeah. What? I don't know. He's preying on this kid's, the child has been abused for so long that he won't act. Because if he just shoots Satan right there, the movie's probably over. There's no evidence he's supernatural. He's very strong. Right. You think he's not supernatural, right? I think he's a serial killer. I think he's a serial killer that's, yeah. And and that's great, right? And, And that's the whole thing is like, you know. It, it all only happens because this kid happens to love this video game where Satan is the main character. This guy's wearing a vaguely satanic looking mask. None of this would have happened if those two, if not for that happenstance. Yeah. But I wonder, I mean, part of me thinks that Satan is just starting to like get high on his own supply. Like I am. God. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, he bagged how know, many like, cops? Look at me. They say there's no cops on the island now. So he has to be right. feeling a little bit like Satan himself. Yeah, like if they are in the Pacific Northwest, they'd have to be on like 
Vashon Island? Like, man, it has Yeah, to they be... said they needed a helicopter to get out to them. Yeah, which Vashon, you can get to and from on a ferry, uh, but there's no hospital. If you need an emergency hospital visit, you have to helicopter off. That's so, crazy. That's So we're going to say it's Vashon. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to throw shame at their island. Yeah. That's what we're doing. No, um. Yes, exactly. It's that that yeah. scene to me. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool choice, right? Because it seems like yeah. he would do the chasing, he wings him, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in that moment too, he's specifically also gaslighting Corey to go back home, right, and shoot his father's corpse, right. Which is a pretty fucking heavy scene, you know. And if you have, if you're manipulating people into doing their own violence Mm. that just then now there's a bigger map of violence to trace for cops later so it could have also been that as well which is like there's you know add my blood into the mix your blood you shoot somebody over here chaos over there it's going to take a lot longer for the cops to sort out what happened yeah it's it's also very satan like right to just kind Mm -hmm. of walk amongst the world and inspire these kind of insidious thoughts you've had to their furthest right. extreme. Um, and I think it makes that moment when Corey is the corpse and gets fucked up in the right. Jesus costume, just right. extra brutal. Cause I don't think Corey's per se, a, a character you're rooting for throughout the movie. He's kind of an additional limb, right? Right. But as soon as they start pulverizing that Jesus body, Mm-hmm. We we know immediately what's under there. Right. And it does add this level of gut wrench that I was not expecting. Yeah. Yeah, especially because by that point in the movie, it, for me anyway, it kind of feels like we've, like, I, I'm always ready for the movie to be over. And that's not to say I'm tired <laughs> of the movie, right. but it feels like we've, like, hit some sort of crescendo with Amanda Plummer's character specifically getting all messed up at the party. That feels like yeah. a climax. And it feels like now we should chase, it should stay high, and then we should get them. But and they do, kind of, not really. But there's a few more flips and reverses before we get there. And I think, yeah. I think, it's, surpri- I think it's a surprising extra, um, you know, package no, of kills. I agree, because once they got to the castle, I was like, we're at the end game. They spent money right. on this set. Right. When they leave, you're like, there's like 25 minutes left. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what happens <laughs> uh, now? I do have to ask you about Amanda Plummer in this movie. Yes. She she is an, a notable actress of her time. Mm-hmm. She made some wild decisions in this film. Unbelievable. Like, it, she's playing it almost as if she's romantically entwined with her daughter. I've never had a mother-daughter relationship in my life, per se. Sure. I don't imagine often they're like that. Like, I don't know. Is that is that a true? You know, it's funny you should say know. that because I, yeah, I, I have a mother and I was her daughter. Um, <laughs> I have a mother, I have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we were a, a buttoned-up Catholic family. So, oh, you know, you being like, oh, you should wear my slutty Renaissance Halloween costume would have never even, like, they're, that's just, like, those are words that would never even occur to my mother. She <laughs> couldn't even say that sentence. And that's right. fine. But um, this Did was the Did she playfully time... spank you a lot? And Oh, no. Yeah, no. No. Okay. Thank God. Right. Um, 
but me and my dad either i was just asking I don't yeah, know. yeah 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 <laughs> the playful spanking is a little weird but i will say this is the first time that i've watched it and been like oh maybe now as i'm getting older and i'm understanding like you know just do sex positive world like maybe sure maybe maybe it's not as weird as i used to think that this this relationship was weird maybe it's less weird than i used to think but it does still just seem like friends like i don't get the mother thing and it's that's weird it feels like she's the wing woman like trying to help prepare her for alex also, mm-hmm. that's just the thing with me. There's not a lot of people in my life that spank me. Um, for Same. better or worse, it's just the life that I lead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. If someone spanks me, I know why, right? Like, I know what's happening in the moment. There's not a lot of, like, right. drive-by spankings. Sure. It seemed unusual to me. Yes. And then yes. I will say one of the mo- the moment in the film where I was like, <laughs> the actors have been doing a pretty good job, I would say. Mm-hmm. The dad dying did not mm-hmm. feel like the emotional crescendo I thought it could be. No, um, you would think that would hit you a little harder. Yeah, and they even hold some space for it, but they're just kind of like they give like, them the 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 room. Yeah, no scenery like, was ah. chewed. Yeah, no. And at the end, she's just like, the daughter especially is like, I'm in Rambo mode. I'm going to be a chicken and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I I feel like I don't watch this movie that often, obviously. You know, who who watches any movie that often, right? I'm with you. I'm always looking for the new fix. Right. There's there's too many movies to see already. Um, But every time I do put this movie on, I forget that dad is part of the picture. Yeah. Like if in two months we could talk and I will have complete Groundhog's Day this situation, but you know I'm Ned Ryerson, not Bill Murray, uh, and I'll be like, yes, she's a single mom. Mm-hmm. It'll be like the first thing out of my mouth because it's big it's single mom energy for sure. Big single mom energy and weird mom energy, and the the reaction to his death is so disproportionately low. Yes. Maybe on, but see, that's what I mean. Divorce mom of a shitty husband. I get that maybe like that explains the relationship with the daughter a little more, right? Right. I'm also out on the hunt, right? We are peers now. Right. In the same hunting and killing fields, right? That makes more sense. When the dad shows up, you're just like, what? I mean, it's possible that there were rewrites that added a dad too. That's true. Well, because they they were really trying to be clever with the it's not who you think it is. Right. Which is funny because they don't pay it off. But I would say this. Right. I actually thought it was brilliant because they do that shot where dipshit Douglas runs out again. It's Mm -hmm. like, stop fucking running out of the house. They told you 50 times. Right. He runs out. He's like, yo, what up? It's Douglas. Uh, Land at my house. Right. We're six, six, whatever. Um. And then we see this cop without saying a face and you instantly know. Right. So you're like, who took the bodies out of that squad car? We instantly know. Yeah. He walks to the fucking door. And I think it's the mom that says, thank God. Right. Mm-hmm. We pull back a little bit. We don't see him, but we see that he's got a fucking like, not even Hannibal Lecter, but like Dwight Schrute from the office when he cut the CPR dummy's face <laughs> off. He has some kind of fucking like mask on. Yes. He sprays an extra six on their thing, so it's six six six. 
Yep. And Douglas goes, Mommy, why doesn't he say or no, uh, the daughter, why doesn't he say something? And then Douglas goes, He's afraid Satan will hear him. And just fucking black. They say those yep. lines on pure black screen. And we never fucking cut back. And yep. again, in a weekend where we are loosely throwing around like, oh, that's a big swing moment, right? Like with Halloween ends and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this took a lot of fucking fortitude. Yeah. To just leave this on an absolute. You probably know what's happening. It's Sopranos like. Yeah. Right. As you're ready for the last few minutes, they just cut it. Yep. I wanted to know, were you a fan of this decision or did you want to see a little more? I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. I, I love, fucking do too. I love it because even if they had shown, they could have shown me, but you don't really need to see anymore. They're doomed. And I love a bad ending for the, for the characters. I agree. Um, because life sucks. And like, yes, these are, these are fantastical movies. These are not, you know, most of the horror movies that most horror movies have at least one element that, takes it out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. sure you could have a serial killer this exact movie is not going to happen in nature but bad things do happen and if our metaphors and our horror metaphors are always resolved at the end like what are we yeah. you know like that's not it doesn't it doesn't um explore so many avenues right. i love that it's just like you know what's gonna you know what's gonna happen and i don't need to see it now you can decide uh yeah. but like it's over. It's, it's important to remember that evil does not die tonight, right? Ever. No, everyone It never else does. In any form, and there's thousands of forms, whatever. The fact that they don't know he's wearing a plastic mask again. Right. Is fucking bizarre. Yeah. And the movie's almost sending us off with this extra little tag. They deserved it. And part of you is like, maybe right. Douglas, I understand because he's a kid and all kids are stupid. Like right. even genius kids are stupid on basic life stuff, right? They haven't had enough reps. They're just dumb, right? right? That's not an insult. They just don't have the experience. The mom and daughter after killing or not killing, but stabbing the corpse of their boyfriend, seeing right. her husband and father dead, right? Almost getting mm-hmm. smothered in this horrifying scene at a party. Right. Should have their guard up. What does it say about them that they still are not on guard when they know that the killer was not in the Jesus costume? Right. Right. And that's why I bring the head injury back a little bit because it's like head injury. They they had to willfully. The mom had lack of oxygen for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's a little bit hand of God director being like, yeah, and they just just don't worry about it. You know, it's a little thanks killing in that way where you're like, okay, you know. But. (laughs) But exactly. If again, if you wipe that aside and you look at what's presented, yeah, they they uh they failed themselves at that last minute. Right. I mean, you could make the case for them, right? That it's very American dream that when you're in trouble, you just look at a badge and a uniform and you assume you're protected. Sure. Right. They the life they've led, they probably never feared a cop. Right. And so, how could that have happened? Even though the daughter had seen like a bunch of dead cops. So right. there is something to that, right? That yeah, in the moment totally. when you're so broken, you miss a detail. It seems like a big detail to us. Right. But, I okay, so I want to ask you, final 
love letter to Satan's yeah. Little Helper. What what about this movie still makes you excited to watch it again? Hmm. Yeah, again, the the unpredictable nature of every scene, which again is that almost feels student filmy. Uh, and because it's so unpredictable, it's hard to remember entirely because it's not <laughs> it's not cookie cutter, right? right. Oh, and it's also not like, um, I don't know, um, because it's unconventional. Yeah, you just can't remember it as well. Like I can remember pretty much every beat of It Follows. It Follows is a right. great movie and it was unconventional in its own way, but it still follows like a three-act structure and like it was pretty clear here is what here's what we don't know now we learned something now we learned something more right. now we have a setback you know <laughs> with this this is like all that kind of happens but it really doesn't so it's no. it's perpetually fresh because it, it's not something that can stick in one's mind i don't think um yeah. so that's one thing and then uh <laughs> And yeah, there's some there's some things that don't hold up under modern scrutiny, which I forget every time as well. Um, so that's an interesting aspect. I'm not not an aspect I love, but just really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's it's a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. It's a it's true a Halloween movie. Yeah. That, those two things right there. Two cool ass masks. Two cool ass two, masks. That Jesus costume rips. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't you. need much more than that, you know. The rest is just <laughs> icing, and and the utter hypocrisy that we didn't mention. I'll just put it here at the end: the utter hypocrisy of Douglas being so pro Satan, and then when all of a sudden, uh oh, yeah. Satan affected me. Hits this is knees. a real, this is a real thing that you see in certain kinds of people. I'm not going to say any more than this. But if you know, you know. <laughs> Where name I name I no, love I well you'll see you'll see what I mean I love this thing and this is the best thing and it whether you say it hurts you or not it doesn't hurt me so it's awesome oh no that thing hurt me yeah. now I can, now I have empathy yeah there's like a whole like there's a whole columns of political parties that do this yeah. where until it affects them it doesn't matter yeah. and what Douglas does there this is when Douglas becomes the, the evil one for me is he realizes that Satan is bad and goes uh-oh I'll just pray to God yeah as those what three ninjas are dead but when he loses his dad he's sad yeah Google Herschel Walker you'll see a yeah. great example of that yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like it's just yeah. like you know it, that is to me one of the most uh, eye twitch inducing elements but it also really great because it's like, how many fucking people and how many movies do that they do and and it's not i'm not trying to speak about any one group but there are like that is also something you see in the, the less Chris, christian christians right where yeah. uh everything is this one way because i haven't ever had to examine it mm. and i don't need to show you empathy oh no it happened to me now it's yeah. this big problem. That's not an indictment of everybody, obviously. But no. we've all we've all known, seen those people in the news. Or, you know, yeah. there are the stories are out Fucking there. Fucking Douglas. There's a big problem with people that take religion, right? Especially religion they want to foist on others. Mm-hmm. And they view it as, I have done everything I need to be in the club and am just good no matter what. Yes. And then weaponize it out, right? So as they're mm-hmm. in this temple or whatever is in their mind, all they do is just put spikes on the outside of that wall. Um, yeah. There's something really fucking sinister and vile about that mindset. Um, yeah. Very anti-spirituality. So, no, I, totally. I get you, man. And Douglas is only a kid, so, you know, he probably yeah. has seen that behavior modeled for him. 
Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, yeah. Kids don't just come up with stuff on their own. Well, sometimes they do. But the know. fact that he's a kid who's like, hey, Satan might be killing people. I want to help. Douglas was crying for help long before this movie started. Snaps. And when Snaps. his sister didn't come home to be his wife, he just broke. Um, <laughs> you know, it just was a bad day yeah. for Douglas. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd say that sentence? No. When I was a kid, I did the same thing, though. I lived next or my my cousins would live very close. Right. When I would go to my dad's house every other weekend and my cousin, Rebecca, I thought was the nicest, coolest person on Earth. And I would always tell my parents, like, oh, I'm going to marry Rebecca. Like, she's the best. But it was right. innocent as a child. Right. I had no right. idea that was like an onyx. I thought you just married someone who was cool to hang out with. Right. But I'll say this. I didn't marry my cousin, but I did marry my favorite person to hang out with. So maybe not yeah. the worst. <laughs> I, I did the exact same. I think that that I think that that kernel is true. Even as yeah. a kid, you know that that's that's what you should be looking for. Someone that's that you what you're looking for. Who do you want to be in a treehouse with? Yeah. Who do you want to yeah. ride bikes off ramps with? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. marriage advice from two married people. Right. That's Precisely. how you know you got the one. How long have you been married? Um, so we've been married. Oh my God. She's going to kill me for not remembering the exact number eight or right. nine years, but we went to our senior prom together. So over 20 oh, together, hell yeah. but Love this it. is, this is me and my wife's metaphor. We'll end on a nice note, right? We always yeah. describe it as our hope is that we get to be those old people that walk out in the morning and sit in our rocking chairs and have coffee together on our porch. That's like our dream destination. Yeah. And somehow when she told that to me the first time, I was like, yeah, I want to be there too. Um, so that was like yeah. a good click for me. But yeah. And just just imagine if the worst happens, you'll sit out in your rockers. You'll, mm. The steam will be floating off your mug. You'll look to her. She'll look to you. You'll smile as you begin your first rock. And Satan <laughs> will walk up the stairs, Hell grab yeah. you by the head, and smash you through your house. Or I'll say... Ripper guts out, Satan. <laughs> I, I'm a good man. I'm a good servant. Let's go. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm too old for this shit. And I'm just not fighting anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Just let Maybe him tell I'll your stand part. up. Yeah. Maybe we'll be yeah. in a steamy shower. That was a weird scene, right? When Alex's dad is like getting it in in the shower. And they're like, yeah. you better freeze this and show that the ginger girl who we're objectifying is not interested in him having a kid. Because when he says, I have a kid in college. Can you believe that? And I was like, yeah, you're old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, if you have kids Why is that shocking? You're old as hell. You know, for sure you're using a poor performance enhancers. Like, she's aware that you're old. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just out of nowhere, too. It's like, I always find that scene funny, too, because it's like, we don't need more characters, but we do need more cannon fodder. So, like, okay. Yes. But they did the like, classic low-budget horror movie thing, which is like, we need boobs. Mm -hmm. and we need murders, and we'll just get this out. And they tried right. to tie it to a family moment, so I was like, right on. Right. Uh, but him just like, can you believe that? <laughs> That's like the most impossible-to-believe thing in the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, that whole, that whole thing. Uh, but, like, I'm glad he just appears. Could you imagine establishing him at the beginning of the movie? Like, there, no. Just My let him fear show up. was he was going to be the guy and the ending was going to be this like long diatribe to hostages uh-huh so when nope. he's just getting it in in the shower i'm like he's just a guy he's just yeah. a guy who's made mistakes and now he's getting murdered and i was like perfect exactly perfect. every time they eliminated a suspect i was more excited about the movie 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think it's a movie that's hard to get in front of. It's really mm-hmm. good at the basics. It has this great character in the middle. And more than all, it's just it's fucking fun movie. It's, it's fun. weird. It has warts, but it's fucking fun, man. Yeah, exactly. That's my final takeaway. Um, thank you so much for returning, Adrian. Yay! Thank you for making the time. Uh, would you like to tell the people where they can find you online? Yeah, increasingly um, not. Um, I have a new job. I don't usually talk about where I work on, on you know, stuff. Sure, but sure. I'm working in a, in a movie field um, right now for nice. my day job. I'm focusing a lot on that. Um, but yeah. I am now that the sun is gone. And the, rains, <laughs> the rains return on Friday. I will probably be heading back to writing here and there. Fantastica.com is one website that I do a lot of book uh, reviews on. Um, I from time to time will appear on Nightmarish Conjuring, etc. If you want to try to tweet me, it's Adrian underscore edits, but <laughs> I won't see it for weeks. So you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but in general, or, you know, you can sit, find me on the Film Alchemist podcast. Hey. <laughs> it is truly one of my great pleasures every year when we get a retalk again. Uh, yes. Likewise. I appreciate that you keep coming back. <laughs> Oh, you can't get rid of me. I don't know what how I'm going to top myself now. There's always like, another weirder movie that needs talked about. There's going to be, I gotta, I might, we might go back to Scarecrows. I don't know. That's fine. And as I told you, because I am horrible at human interaction, uh, cause I get busy and I just forget to talk to the outside world. Same for the listeners to hear too. open invitation, any movie, anytime, let us know. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's gonna happen. I am excited. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're having as much fun as we are. We will see you tomorrow because every October, 31 days, 31 pods. Uh, we will see you soon. Have a great time, guys. Bye. <laughs>